Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. Don't skip your liver. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people, happy Sunday. How are you today? It is a wonderful and beautiful day out there. I know for uh, those in the Create Your Life series family, if you are here in New York City, you are probably at that fish fry at the Kappa House, you know, probably at Curl Fest. I'm a, a little jealous, but definitely happy to be here serving you. Oh, yes, absolutely. Are at Pride. You know, uh, today is a beautiful day. And as you know, the purpose of the Create Your Life series is to help you maximize your potential and results. And so we oftentimes we have on these great experts who we are basically trying to figure out what are your daily routines? What is it that makes you successful? What has been your journey? And how can we mimic those steps in order to get the most out of our lives and actually reach our full potential? So today, we're actually going to do a little bit of piggybacking off of one of our episodes, which was uh, the 10 pillars of defining and achieving your success. I think in order to really, really uh, be able to become successful, you definitely have to walk in your purpose and you have to be intentional with what it is that you do. And I say this because, you know, as an entrepreneur and a person who's been walking on their own path, you know, hence creating my own life, you know, I've definitely had the opportunity to have some challenges and understanding my purpose and being intentional, especially here in New York City, because it gets very, very real. That has been something that that has helped me and guided me and helped me put in those long 16 to 18 hour days. And so I want you to know that, you know, being on purpose is important. And in order for us to talk a little bit more about being on purpose, we've brought in the perfect person, Miss Being On Purpose herself, <laughs> uh, Miss Jovian Zane. Miss Jovian Zane, please say hello to the Create Your Life Series family. Hello, Create Your Life Series family. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we have Jovian today. And the funny thing about Jovian, which is so cool, is I met Jovian about eight years ago. Long time ago. A long time ago in New York. My first year in New York, we were introduced uh, via a friend, Larry Yarrell. Yes. Shout uh, out to Larry. Yeah, shout out to Larry. Good brother from uh, the Dallas, Texas area. That's right. And, uh, you know, since then, hold on, are you from Texas too? I am. I was born in Denton, Texas, so okay. north of Dallas. Oh, okay. So, wow, look at that connection between exactly. y'all two. And so I met Jovian and... I've had the opportunity to watch Jovian actually grow in her purpose and become this phenomenal uh, on-purpose leader as well as author of a, her, <laughs> in, you know, contributing author in a phenomenal book called Lessons in Leadership, um, which was actually published by our Red Letter Publishing mm-hmm. uh, professional series. So, I mean, that's amazing. So, Jovian, I, my first question to you is, 
You just wrapped up the International Day of Purpose. I right? did. The first did. one. Yes, we did. We did. The Who was involved did. in, in what, what? what is this, the yes. International Day of Purpose? Um, wow, it is an incredible day. So the International Day of Purpose was started by myself and the collective that I lead, which is called the On Purpose Movement, okay. which, Kevin, you can be a part of. Sharice, you can be a part of. So many people are part of this. Yeah, create your life series. Exactly. We'd love to be a part of the On exactly. Purpose Movement. Exactly, yes. So really... Um, People who are part of the On Purpose movement are people who believe in the power of their purpose, and they believe that it's important to not live by accident, but instead to live on purpose, right? There's so often many of us, we're just kind of going through life. Mm -hmm. We are going um, through the motions. We are doing things with routine. We are um, following in the footsteps of other people that uh, we think are doing the right thing, but we've yet to really define and understand what is it that we need to be doing to contribute to the world around us? How do we serve a purpose that is unique and distinct to us? And instead of doing that, right, instead of f focusing on ourselves, we oftentimes are focusing on other people mm -hmm. and letting them be our guide. And it's fine to let other people be your guide if you've also gotten a sense of self. So right. you're not so um, overtaken by what the world is telling you to do that you're not in, in, in tuned with who you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to show up in the world. So at the On Purpose Movement, Again, we believe in the power of purpose. And we thought at the, begin at the beginning of this year, how do we celebrate all the work that we've been doing, all this work around coaching people to be their best selves? Um, and in the capacity that, I, that I'm in as like the chief consultant and the leader of this group, I often spend my time um, working with individuals and organizations, helping them to lead and live and work on purpose. So that looks like speaking engagements. It looks like one-on-one -on -one coaching. It could also look like creating um, facilitated experiences for people. But throughout our time doing this work, one of the things that kind of came up was this big question that we started to ask over and over again, which was, what would happen if everyone in the world decided to live on purpose? And let me just let that sit for a second, right? Like, what would happen, seriously, Kevin, if everyone in the world decided to live on purpose? You have a lot of people, a lot of happy people, I feel like you have. I, I think so, right? Like it would be a lot of happy people. It would be people who would be, I think, initially uncomfortable because they'd be realizing that they actually actually were living by accident, just kind of going through the motions. Right. But there would be a shift. There'd be a shift. There'd be a lot more intentionality, a lot a lot more, um, I think, outcomes that we people would actually want to drive towards versus mm -hmm. the things we end up in. And so um, the Day of Purpose was really born out of that question. We thought, how do we get as many people as possible thinking about their purpose? Mm -hmm. How many how many organizations, brands, and institutions can we get centering their day? And mm -hmm. not just the day, but then, you know, using the day as a springboard to move forward and move thinking forward. about how are we on purpose? Right. So what is what actually what did the day actually consist of? Yeah. Did you guys have like a location here in New York or mm -hmm. you know like what where yeah, what, what happened? happened? Exactly. Yeah. Great question. So um <clears throat> very similar to these these days that you see all the time, right? Like there are some inconsequential days if I may say, like National Donut Day or, you know, Flip Flop Day. I love donuts. Dope. I do too. Hello. Um, but I also love my waistline though. So I have to eat on purpose. True. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Gotta eat on Come purpose, on. right? Come Think on. on purpose. Work out on purpose. All the above, right? <laughs> um, but no, so we, 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 you know, we patterned the day after some very successful days that I think have helped a lot of people do things okay. better. So like um, National Day of Prayer, International Day of Peace, World, you know, all those days. Uh, and we thought about, okay, what's consistent about them? There's typically a host city and then there are events or different opportunities for people to engage online and in person. And so for our day, what we thought about was this, you know, the main goal being we want to have as many people as possible thinking about how do they be their best selves mm -hmm. on purpose. Right. So we gave people opportunities to reflect on purpose, engage on purpose and share on purpose. Where? 
I will tell you, everywhere, right? So no matter where you were that Mm -hmm. day, we literally had on-purpose programming happening from Los Angeles to Brazil to Johannesburg. How did you get these people to uh, to buy into your idea in these yeah. different locations and actually set up? So I'm assuming you could see, like, let's say that we brought everybody to a uh, a gymnasium or to a, to a mm-hmm. conference room. You had these group of 200, 300 people. Were you actually able to, like, see them, you know, there? We did. Focusing on this work? Yeah. And- so, for instance, like in Johannesburg, um, they did one of our workshops. Um, they, they built a purpose wall. Nice. Um, and, and that was for, um, it was the African Leadership Academy. What is the pur- uh, on-purpose wall? Yeah, an on-purpose wall is, has a big petter, a big header, excuse me, and it says, like, I live on purpose by dot, dot, dot. Mm. And then people were able to fill that in. A matter of fact, if you go to 116th and Adam Clayton Powell right now in Harlem, there is a massive purpose wall. It's like three, it's almost half the block. Um, it's right there really? on the corner. Yes, yes. Okay. Where we kicked off the Day of Purpose last Sunday on Father's Day on the 19th. Uh, and people all over the community were able to write, you know, their thoughts. And what was really cool about it, and you saw how international this is, you go back and see the wall now. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in English, but there are things in different languages as well. Wow. You know, answers to that question in Spanish and French, right? It, it's it's pretty awesome. And so we were able to see on that day through mm-hmm. social media, you know, pictures of people um, teaching tap dances on purpose. On purpose, we were able to see people doing fitness um, experiences, so people could be fit on purpose that day from all over. Um, so the the social media component was awesome because people were able to engage wherever, and it was really dope. I mean, our presence was—I mean, I'm telling you, Kevin, like seriously, my mind was blown. We had over ten people, ten million people engaged in this, um, and we trended on Twitter twice. Because the White House, yeah, the White House um, initiative for uh, African-American educational excellence is one of our partners. And they hosted, along with a lot of other folks, this this Twitter chat at 1230, which focused on teaching on purpose. Like, you know, how do you increase awareness around what it means to be an effective teacher, teaching practices, everything. And so our teach on purpose hashtag uh, trended, day of purpose trended. I mean, like it was, it was pretty incredible to see. And That's so, awesome. yes, there were, there was programming happening everywhere. There was stuff online happening. And then there was also, um, we are, we had a host city, mm-hmm. uh, here in New York mm-hmm. and we had a huge culminating event on the 20th. So it was, it was, yeah, exciting to say the least. I still can't believe it happened. And it's almost tomorrow will be a full week since the day of purpose. And all we're thinking about is like, what's going to happen next, you know? So. Okay. Well, Jovan, I got to ask you, um, were you always traveling the world and uh, doing this consulting and teaching people how to be on purpose? You know, to be honest, no. I do think that, uh, I mean, in my formal capacity, I absolutely know I was not doing that. But prior to, yes, while I was traveling on my own, you know, personal fancy and all that kind of good stuff, I don't think my intention necessarily was to do what I'm doing now. Okay. Um you know, but I think my travels and the experiences I've had in my life have helped me to get to this place for sure. They've helped me to be more on purpose. Like I was telling someone, and I often talk about this, actually it's in the book, um, there are experiences that you have in life that if you look back on them, you can see they're leading you somewhere. Right. I call those the breadcrumb experiences. Mm-hmm. And there were many breadcrumb experiences I had that led me to this point now as an entrepreneur who really gets to help 
coach, support, and develop other people around being their best self okay. on purpose. Well, Create Your Life Series family, what we're going to do right now is we're going to open up the phone lines if you have any questions for Miss Being On Purpose herself, <laughs> Jovi and Zane, and that is uh, 212-650-6903. You were talking about these breadcrumbs of experiences. So if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you graduated with the bachelor's in psychology from I the did. University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. I did. But you also held a very uh, distinct position on your your way out. And can you I, please tell our, our listeners about that? Yeah. So I, um, I was really uh, privileged and I would say honored for sure to be elected as the first black woman to become senior class president at UNC Chapel Hill. And that experience was one of those pretty significant breadcrumb experiences for me. So people often would think about that also as like a defining moment, which it absolutely was. I mean, that was the time when you know, I'm a young black girl from the South, right? North Carolina is definitely in the South. Um, so I was familiar, obviously, with Southern culture. But still, you know, being the first and representing women, representing um, black people in that way, it just taught me so much about myself. I mean, I was even inspired to run for office and knew that was a part of what God was calling me to do. And I thought about my parents and the legacy that they had left for me. I mean, they are two people who... Um, have taught me time and time again uh, and reminded me time and time again that your life isn't your own and that you are responsible for doing something while you're here. It's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege to be alive. And you should take the time that you have to contribute to the world around you in a positive way. And if that means that you're opening doors for other people to have a better experience, that's what you're doing. And they left me that example. I mean, my dad integrated schools in South Carolina when he was only 14. Wow. Yeah. You know, imagine young black boy, deep South, right? Mm -hmm. Like he was in North Augusta, South Carolina, integrating schools. Exactly. I'm a little familiar. Yeah. And you know, I went to school in Atlanta. Hello. You know, and he was one of a few who were supposed to come. And then that day happened and he was the only one that came. Mm -hmm. And no one talked to him for almost a full year until the end of school. And one little girl finally came up to him and said, hey, Nathaniel. Uh, but that's the kind of example. And my mom also was with a, uh, a small group of women who integrated school, uh, Winthrop College in South Carolina. And so that's the example. And that's ultimately why I ran for office. I had to have that kind of push, you know. Wow. Talking about push, Jovin, you still got our phone lines going. Oh, OK, great. Caller, say hello to Jovi and Zane on the Create Your Life series. Hey, it's Dustin. Hi, Dustin. How's it going? Are you listening to us right now? I mean, Jovi and Zane is here. What's up, Dustin? Teaching us purpose. Yeah, I listen to you guys all the time. And I mean, I love the message that you guys are are putting out there. So, you know, I definitely appreciate it. Keep doing your thing, Kev. We'll do. We'll do. We'll keep being on purpose around these parts. Thanks for calling in, Dustin. Yeah. So, Jovian. So, your dad is a, is a trailblazer. Your mother's a trailblazer. You're a trailblazer. After you graduate from North Carolina, what what are your steps? Like, what are the Ooh, things child. that you did? Like, tell us how you got to where you are now. I want to hear about that journey. Well, I will give you a very abbreviated version. Uh, I'll tell you the thing that oftentimes people don't talk about, which is the extreme failure. I mean, I graduated school, right? You just heard. I had this very pinnacle moment. I'm the first black woman to take this position and everything. And I thought I would have so many different options. And I did till I didn't. So when I left Mm. school, I moved to D.C. and I uh, took a position, which was like a, a temporary position, but I thought would turn into something more. But I started working at the presidential classroom, which actually is an organization that doesn't exist anymore. But I was working for the PC doing civic engagement. So the presidential classroom helps kids from around the world get more invested in civic education and leadership. 
So I did that uh, and then realized, though, that though I'd had political experience at school, I did not want to have anything to do with <laughs> the political experience of our government, truly. Okay. Um, and D.C. wasn't the move. Um, so I moved back home. And I'm grateful that my parents had a home and had the capacity to take me in for a while. But child, let me tell you, like, I (laughs) mean, that experience was humbling and it was frustrating um, and it was longer than I wanted. I mean, I thought maybe a month and I think I was there. If I moved back at the end of the summer, I was there to like in November. Yeah, it was November um, of that year when I moved finally and, and started a career in marketing with Black & Decker at the time, which ultimately moved me from North Carolina to Atlanta, uh, where I did really well, got promoted three times, and ultimately ended up in New York, where I've been now for over 10 years. But it was, um, like I said, that that, that experience of going back home when you had a really big high, and then, you know, everyone around you is expecting great things. Oh, you should have this, and you can do this, and you're about to make all this money. And I'm coming back home Every day after like hustling, trying to go to job interviews, I'm driving all over North Carolina, seeing friends, but also interviewing everywhere from Charlotte to, you know, to D.C. again, wherever. And, you know, I'm coming home. My dad's like, well, you got to get a job somewhere. I don't care if it's at the cleaner world or the library up the street. You got to get a job somewhere. Mm. And, you know, I know that push came from a great place and it, it kept the fire lit under me so I wouldn't get complacent. Um, but it was like I said, it was very humbling. You know, it, I felt like I wasn't meeting anyone's expectations and, at all. And when you talk about meeting other people's expectations, you know, I, I feel like sometimes people, they get caught up in that, right? Yeah. Meeting someone else's expectations. But even with your dad pushing you like this, mm-hmm. uh, at this at this humbling time, it was an opportunity for you to become clear on your absolutely. purpose. I mean, you understand. A- absolutely. Purpose. Yeah, no, but, no doubt. And there are people who helped me along the way, right? So my absolutely. parents were one piece of that. But also during that time, you know, I think when, you're, when your back's against the wall, mm-hmm the fight or flight kicks in, you know? And I also think when you are down and if you have um, been thoughtful about who you put around you, like how you've cultivated Mm. your circle, you can see people come up and are ready to help you. So during that time, I had mentors. I mean, these are people from my church growing up. These are former professors. They were, you know, college advisors. They were my parents, friends, whoever, you know, mentors I had met along the way during the job interview process, people who fed into me at that point who helped me to see myself again, helped me to see myself out of the darkness that I was in at that moment. They gave me perspective so I wouldn't get so consumed with my present defeat that I'd be able to see their future success, which I needed. I needed them to tell me, oh, girl, it's fine. You know, you don't know what you're going to do right now. That's okay. I didn't either. But here are some things you're going to do. Transparency. You know, they gave me that. They they shared their lessons. And I, I think, you know, everyone always says, like, everything happens for a reason. Mm. And I believe that, but I believe the reason is this. If we are strong enough to be vulnerable enough to tell our story, our story is the reason why someone else can come out of their mess. But we have to be honest enough about what we're going through, the struggles we've been through. That way someone else doesn't feel alone. Because we 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 are, there's a shared human experience. Absolutely. Right? There are Absolutely. ups and downs. There are things, Kevin, you have experienced when you went to South Africa, right. the good and the bad that other people now can learn from in their home in Detroit, you know, Absolutely. like there are stories you're going to be able to tell that your failures are going to, are going to help someone else avoid the same kind of failure mm. or your failure. You telling that story gives someone else the the life raft that they need to come out of their own Absolutely. because they know, wait, I'm not in this alone. The, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And even if they don't see their own light, they've seen yours, which gives them a sense of what's possible. 
Right. And, you know, the thing is, is that sometimes we, we think that there's a shortage of possibilities. Hello. And in reality, you know, it's limitless. It's, That's the really create your is. life part of it. It really is. But your purpose, it drives you, you know, and oh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy about that, that you, that this is the area that you chose to highlight, you know, from that experience of, you know, having that humble moment and then coming straight to New York. Coming out of it, yeah. And uh, you were at Teach for America for a little while, right? I was. So another <laughs> breadcrumb experience was when I left Black & Decker and found my way to TFA. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, again, like I was saying, I was doing really well when mm-hmm. I was at Black & Decker at three different roles. But my last role, oof, yeah, that last role just wasn't for me. And I knew it. I mm-hmm. knew it, y'all. I mean, like I would have those Sunday blues that I know so many people listening have had. We're literally, they're probably right now listening to the show because they need some inspiration because they're dreading tomorrow. Like I was yeah, in Monday, that, Monday yeah, blues. I was, I was in that place where I was like, I can't. And I was trying to avoid going to work. How did you, how did you make that transition up out of that? Well, to be very candid, like I was in a deep space of prayer. I mean, I think I was feeling very low, um, but knew that I was also at that point kind of living by default. Like I was just kind of going through the motions. I wasn't finding any joy out of the work. And because of that, I was starting to lash out. Like I was just like, somebody's got to help me out here. Um, and But thankfully, you know, I turned inward to my um, relationship with God, which is something that's very important to me right. and gave me some clarity. Um, and God was like, just hold on, watch. And thankfully, things started to shift within our company and there was a reorg happening and I was in a position to be able to opt out of, you know, an opportunity so I could free myself. And so ended up leaving, uh, which was great. And when I left, I think the best thing that I was able to do was just take some time to reflect on what did I enjoy about my, you know, past life at Black & Decker? What didn't I enjoy? What was challenging? How was I showing up? I mean, like I... I did a lot of um, self-reflective activities, lots of journaling. I mean, I read books, you know, by Stephen Covey. I read things by David Brooks. The Social Animals is one of my favorite books ever. I read, um, I mean, I got into Strength Finder, Strength Finder to really assess like, okay, what am I good at and in what capacity I tapped into 360 reviews. I mean, these are all things that we have at our disposal. And when we are in a tough place, I think, the more often we can gain self-awareness and we can see the way other people see us, it gives us some perspective that we need to figure out our next step. And I think that's a very important part when trying to tap into your purpose. Absolutely. Well, you know, being able and being open to uh, criticism and advice uh, from others is important for growth. And so with that being said, if there are any listeners out there who want to uh, ask Jovian any questions, I want to remind you that you can call in at 212-650-6903. So Jovian, uh, with that being said, you you moved on to TFA. How long did you uh, work there and in what capacity? Yeah, so I um, I came to TFA. Again, mentors really helped me figure out that next move. I mean, I was thinking about at that point, how do I leverage my experience that I had at Black & Decker in marketing into something that was going to help people um, outside of uh, the marketing space, right? Like, how can I do something that's going to matter more to my community? And I came on board doing development, so I have lots of fundraising experience. And then uh, was able to leverage my skills around project management, connecting with people into more of the human assets side. So I did recruitment for a while there and was thinking about staff development before moving into more senior leadership where I helped to manage a team that thought about how do we get the right people in the right roles at the right time all around the organization. So that was really helpful. So if, yeah, if you're listening and you have questions. You, about, are you, you've got us blowing up right now. Oh, well, I'm so. glad. 
um, about to say, if you guys have questions around you know, how do you navigate your job experiences, how do you, you know, create a better resume, all that kind of good stuff, I got you. Jovian, I guess you are inspiring some people to be on purpose <laughs> and to actually, you know, really, really want to tap in. So uh, please tell us more. So you, you're at TFA, you, you're yeah. getting this great experience. Um what what was next? Because I mean, now you're you're literally running the on purpose movement. How yeah, did you how go from there out? to there? Yeah. yeah. So my last experience at TFA was super dope. I mean, I I have lots of wonderful things to say about that organization. I learned a lot about myself when I was there. And in my last role, you know, I was spending time managing people. Um, so you know, building a team, but I was also spending time coaching and developing other people. Like I was helping to facilitate leadership journeys for staff members all around the country, which was awesome. And uh, within that, my last year there, I knew um, that I had been, you know, doing the side hustle thing for a while. I had built up speaking engagements and one-on-one coaching clients and all that kind of good stuff. You okay. know what that's like. Absolutely. Um, but I knew that it was getting ready to be time. Like I felt that itch and um, something else was coming because I, I was at TFA for about six years and some change. Yeah, six and mm-hmm. a half years. And uh I felt like it was time and made my transition out to be a full-time entrepreneur. But I will tell you this, in all honesty, as much as I knew I was ready to do my own thing, I wasn't totally ready. Mm. Like I had to be, I, I was still, I was afraid Honestly, like I was afraid to step out fully. Like I I saw the path, but I didn't see the path, Mm. you know, which I think speaks to faith. Like if you saw the path fully and you still did it, that didn't really require any faith because you can already see where you're going. Absolutely. You know, so in the, in my, you know, little bit of doubt, I, when I left TFA, I was still looking for other job opportunities. I thought, okay, well, I'll navigate, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll try something new. I'll look for, I'll, I'll try to do the similar thing that I was doing, but maybe at a larger scale at another place. And frankly, when it came down to it, um, it, it nothing worked out. Like it just wasn't working out. And I see why, like it wasn't supposed to work out. I mean, I was hustling in other ways. And as soon as I, like ball up your fist right now, right? I'm balling, it, I'm balling it up. up. Like I was holding on to everything that was comfortable. Right. But I also wasn't allowing anything in. But mm, the moment that absolutely. I opened my fist and said, okay, I'm going to let go of what's comfortable and I'm going to allow new things to come in. I, my hand couldn't even control it all. You know what I mean? Like, the clients started coming out of nowhere or my previous clients, they just wanted to expand our work together. It's almost like they're waiting for me to tell them I had more capacity because as wow. soon as I did, it just grew from there. Uh, and so that's when the work that, you know, I've been doing around helping individuals live and work on purpose, it mm-hmm. just started to expand. Wow. And I mean, I'm happy to see like where your, where your brand is going and that the video Thanks. promo for, um, uh, International Day of Purpose. For International ah! Day of Purpose. That was hot. <laughs> yeah. That shout was definitely out to hot. Listen to Me Production. Um, it's a production company and they were behind all of that and all of the videos that we had coming out with some yeah. of our celebrity ambassadors, like the one from Janelle Monet, Jadena, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, listen to me productions. Absolutely. So now I got to get into your business now just a little bit more. So you're now a full-time <laughs> entrepreneur. I am. Uh, so can you tell me what, what does your daily routine look like, you know, for this woman who's went from uh, being corporate uh, in the corporate setting to now running your yeah. own enterprise? What does your day-to-day look like? Yeah, I know. I can imagine lots of people say it's different every day, but it truly is. Like I think, mm. you know, as an entrepreneur, the cool thing is you get to develop your schedule. Right. Um, that can also be, though, I will tell people who are thinking about being an entrepreneur, it can be very scary. Mm. Like if you are not someone who's self-regulated or very well self-managed, being an entrepreneur can be overwhelming because there are possibilities ahead of you that 
can feel just like, wow, I can do this, I can do this. And you got to set some boundaries and schedules for yourself or you'll burn out or you frankly won't make any progress. So my day-to-day um, pretty much starts very similarly in that I always have some quiet time in the morning. What time are you getting up? Uh, that varies, but I'm a morning person for the most part. So I'm typically up like at 7.30ish, 8 at the latest. Okay. I go to the gym three times a week, roughly three to four, depends. How long are you spending in the gym? An hour. The reason why I'm asking is because some people, you know, they, they model their schedules after those who are successful at doing things like they want to. And so that's why I'm, I'm giving time. Yeah, I'll give you. Okay. So, um, on my, I'll tell you my best day. So if you're thinking about modeling, I'm going to tell you all this with this major caveat. You got to know yourself first. Like you can listen to my schedule, but if you're not a morning person, you shouldn't be doing what I'm doing because you waking up in the morning is going to make you dizzy. My boyfriend, um, he's not a morning person and we've tried to go to the gym together sometimes in the morning. It's his worst day ever. He crashes at 12 and he just doesn't recover because he's not energized in the morning. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm done like 12 o'clock at night. Like I got to wrap it up and he's hitting his stride. He's on a whole nother level. So you take what I'm saying in the context of understanding your own habits and where your energy flows. Okay. Thank you for framing that. Yeah. But for me, I, as a morning person, I do wake up pretty early. Um, so 738, I can be at the gym ideally by 8.30, no later than nine. I'm there for an hour or so, um, maybe a little less. I mean, I do at the gym, I'm either spinning because I love spin classes or I'm doing individual spin because I've done it for a while now. So I know how to like make it count um, or I do Nike training club. So check your apps right now, download NTC. It's a free app by Nike and you can do all kind of exercises that will get your life together. So I do Nike Training Club or I take some classes uh, and then I dip. I walk home, um, shower and all that good stuff. I make a smoothie off top, protein shake. Hey. Yeah. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Smoothie on purpose? Smoothie on purpose. Yeah, because you got (laughs) to eat on purpose, right? Like I start everything that I'm doing, I'm I'm making an intentional decision about how is that helping me to be my best that day. Absolutely. Right? Which is a part about being on purpose. And then the compounds, right? Absolutely. The the day turns to the week, to the month, to your overall year goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now yeah. that keep keep talking. Sister. Yes. I'm so, <laughs> so I'm waking up on purpose. I'm having my quiet time on purpose before I even go to the gym. Let me focus on that and tell y'all. Um, I'm not sure what your source is, and what I mean by source is like your spiritual energy, etc. Mm-hmm. But for me, I got to start my morning with my source, and so I am journaling. I'm having my quiet time, my prayers. The Abide app has also been something I've really enjoyed. Uh, but I do that before I leave the house because all kind of energy will come towards you, and if you're not centered and focused your day can be changed in a moment. Absolutely. Like, you know, somebody on the street can jack you up in New York quickly. And you're like, wait, what? And you're ready to get back in the bed and it's not even 10. <laughs> um, so let's let's skip forward, right? I'm back at home, post-gym and everything. I got my, uh, my smoothie, so I'm eating on purpose already. And then I'm sitting down to work. I have worked from home for a long time. Even when I was at TFA, I was able to work from home. So I'm pretty comfortable in that space. If I wasn't though, like if I know I need the energy from other people, hit up some coffee shops. Um, Silvana's one that I love. I also love um, Frederick's. Mist. Yeah, I love Mist as well. That's good. your place. Yeah, Mist is my That's place. That's your joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 116th yeah. Uh, between 6th and 5th, man. Yeah. I'm always working in there. <laughs> um, so I'm doing work, you know, um, and I block off my day in terms of my work schedule differently. Mm-hmm. My Mondays are my coaching days. So that's when I'm coaching lots of clients back to back because it's okay. a good flow of energy then. On my other days, um, I may be going to my clients' offices. So they're all over New York. And then if they are not in New York, then I'm on the 
phone with them. Absolutely. Uh, if I am preparing to do a speaking engagement that I'm working on, you know, speeches during the day or could be designing a curriculum that I'm going to be using for some kind of leadership development seminar. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that varies. But how much I, time do you spend working on a speech? I'm just curious ooh, before you go on. Like how many yeah, hours do you say? It really to be. Straight up, it depends on if I've done it before. Mm. Like if it's a completely new topic, Absolutely. then I'm spending a lot more time. And it, I mean, I, I like to give myself as much time as possible to even begin to think about it. Quantify. So hours, but hours. let's say somebody hits me up. Ideally, you should hit me up in like at least a month and a half in advance, right? Let's say they hit me way in advance. That's the only ideal time. Let's be real. That doesn't always happen at all. But let's say they hit me way in advance. <laughs> cool. I'm not working on the speech necessarily then, but I put it in my spirit. Okay, And I, I really do. I pray about it immediately. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that because I have started to see how images, analogies, quotes, people pop up who I will weave into the speech from the moment I know it's going to happen to them. So that's what I mean. Like I immediately start to prepare. I like I open myself up to to hear what is it that I'm supposed to give this group of people that I've never met before. Um, you know, if I get it later, like the invite comes later, then I do what I can, you know, to... To make something happen. To knock it out the park. Yeah, you mean, you mean yeah. To, to kill it on purpose? Is that <laughs> to what you're kill saying? it on purpose. To kill yeah, it on I'm purpose. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah, so it could be like a week, you know, it just depends. Okay. I want to know, how do you stay motivated to remain successful? Yes. Let me tell y'all this. Give us a couple things. So outside of my own personal um, relationship with God, which I will not not stress because it is crucial, people, the people that I put around me, you know, they say things like the the whoever they is, but um, I guess I'm one of these now. But the company you keep determines the trouble you meet, you know. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to write that. that down. Yeah, I also say the company you keep determines the opportunities you meet, the joy you meet. Like, you can insert other words. Opportunities you seek. You, How about ele- that? That too. Elevate. Yes, all of that. Yes, I mean, the people around me keep me going, for sure. Like, I've got an incredible network that inspires me by just being who they are. Honestly, like I think I, I, I'm very careful about my energy. I'm careful about who's in my inner circle. Mm-hmm. If you know me, you know this. Like I have lots of people who are around me, but very few people who are actually around me, around me. Absolutely. Uh, and I've been that way since I was a little girl. And I, I see now as things continue to change for me, why God positioned my spirit that way to begin with. Because when you're in the kind of the work that we do, when you put out a lot, you got to be careful about what you take in. Absolutely. And so I'm very thoughtful about who is it that I let edify my spirit, encourage me. because. I feel a very deep responsibility to be an encourager for others. Mm-hmm. And you can only give out what you got in. Absolutely. What is your, what is one of your favorite quotes? Ooh, my favorite quotes. Yes, Lord. Let me tell y'all. Ooh. My favorite quote is from my God, Mommy Maya Angelou. And it is, um, mm, this quote is so good. People may not remember what you said or what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. I've been saying that for years and I have found fewer things to be true. Mm-hmm. I mean. People will come into your life and do different things, but you may not remember exactly what they did to you, what they gave you, but you will really remember how you felt encountering that person. You know, what's the residue that you leave when you leave someone's face? Like, is it, is it, it, like, am I going to, am I thinking about Kevin Y. Brown in a nice way? Where right. I'm kind of rolling my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. It's, I, I call it an experience. Yes. What experience do you provide absolutely. to everyone else? Absolutely. And uh, wow, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So, this is my next question for you. What 
What new things do you actually have coming up? Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, lots of things that are coming up. Let me see. So um, folks can check out tomorrow the Day of Purpose website. So that's dayofpurpose.org. And if you um, go to that site, you'll be able to see a full recap video from Day of Purpose this year. Starting tomorrow. Yeah, starting tomorrow. So Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll be able to check that out. And then you can go to my website, jovianzane.com. It's J-O-V-I-A-N-Z-A-Y-N-E.com mm-hmm. and check out all kinds of things um, that I'm doing coming up. So this weekend is Essence Fest. Yes. So the first, you know, July, goodness gracious, y'all, it's about to be July. Summer, man. You know. Yo. It like really just hit me. Like I knew it was coming, but like saying July as mm-hmm. in like June's over is, yeah. is wild to me. Um, Gotta get that beach time in. Listen, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so July's coming. So I'm speaking to Essence um, with uh, with She Who Dares, which is, which is an incredible movement uh, about empowering women to be women who can dare greatly uh, and can dare to be their best. And so I'm moderating an awesome discussion there on July 2nd. Okay. Yeah, so you can look forward to that. Okay. And I'm going to ask you this. For someone who is looking to create their life and to be um, a phenomenal woman like you, what, what are three things that you would say to them? Ooh. If they, in order for them... They want to be a female... I mean, they want to be an entrepreneur. It doesn't have to be... Gender yeah, doesn't men, matter. Women. Yeah. yeah, men or women. They want to be on purpose. As a matter of fact, no. How do you? How does someone get on purpose? <laughs> how you do know? you get on purpose? How do okay. you get on purpose? So let me tell you about being on purpose. At the On Purpose Movement, we believe being on purpose is kind of like a triple entendre, you okay. know? Um, so it's really about this. You cannot be on purpose if you haven't first discovered or been committed to understanding and discovering what your purpose is. So that's mm-hmm. the first piece. Like when mm-hmm. you are on purpose, you're constantly in um, discovery mode and seeking out how are you living out your purpose? Like what mm-hmm. what is that thing that's unique to you? What are you called to do? What are your gifts? Where do your gifts, your passions, your intentions um, collide? You know, what are, what are those things? So that's the first piece of it. Then we think about to be on purpose, you are making daily decisions mm-hmm. that are... Um, it with the intention of serving your purpose. Okay. So in the same way that you heard me talk through my day, right? Like I get up in the morning and I go to the gym. There is a purpose behind that. I realized over time after one speaking engagement, let me just tell you this. I was giving one speaking engagement down South and I remember being woozy. Like I was, I was just like tired. Takes a lot of energy. Yeah. People don't realize. Right. Though mm-hmm. typically I get tons of energy from it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was feeling dizzy. I just wasn't feeling my best. Why? Because the food that I'd been eating that whole week prior to was crap. Like it was the worst. Mm. Like I had been eating off purpose, if you will. Like I was eating the junk. Mm -hmm. All of that junk didn't allow me to do what I needed to do to serve my purpose that day. Like Mm. I could not deliver the speech I should have. People, I mean, it was fine. But in terms of the potential, it wasn't met. And I I knew that. Mm -hmm. So when you think about being on purpose, it's the daily decisions that you make that are setting you up to serve your purpose. So that's, are you eating on purpose? Are you being fit on purpose? Are you connecting with people on purpose? Like your relationships, all of that matters in terms of you having the ability to live out your purpose because you can't be your best self by yourself. Right. You have to have people and you have to be thoughtful about what you're doing to set yourself up to have the impact that you want in your life. So that's okay. the other piece of it. And then the last piece is like the intentionality throughout. So when you're on purpose, you're consistently intentional about how you show up. Absolutely. Okay. So what do you recommend? Someone who wants to be an entrepreneur like yeah. yourself and, and make great strides. If you're trying to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> phenomenal woman like Jovi and Zane. Ah, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, uh, make great strides. I suggest that you... Um, Take some time first to think about what your purpose is. 
period. Okay. Like that is the most grounding force. It mm. is a settling force. It will keep you feeling secure. And in this age that we're in now, which will only continue to evolve, where we're constantly examining other people's lives and, you know, lives against our own, we're going to make mistakes. And so you got to be clear about who you are first before you're trying to check what someone else is doing. Absolutely. Because that will have you flip out. So I would Absolutely. say do your own purpose reflection. Mm-hmm. Then I would say if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you want to make sure you've, the company around you is is tight. So who are your mentors, your sponsors, your advocates, who are your investors mm-hmm. from a human capital perspective Absolutely. and also financial perspective? Absolutely. Because again, you can't do it by yourself. People got to give you that change hey. in more ways than one. Um, and then the last thing I would say, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, um, you want to be very clear around what are you, like what, what what are you fulfilling? Like, what's your service? Who are you serving? Know your customer extremely well. Be committed to serving that person or those people. Um, so, like, know your community. Know, know who do you want to impact? How do you want to impact them? And what needs to be true around you in order for that impact to be realized? Like, if you're trying to make socks, okay, who's going to make the socks? Do you know how to sell the socks? If you don't, like, there are lots of questions you should ask yourself in order to make sure that you can do the thing that you want to do. And if the answer is no, it's okay. But really re-examine who around you could help you get to your goal. Just do not think entrepreneurship means solo because it does not. Right. Absolutely. Well, Ms. Jovian Zane, I have to thank you, uh, the Create Your Life series. Uh, we thank you for being here thank with you. us on uh, on today, this beautiful Sunday, and teaching us how to be on purpose. So um, thank you. And it's great to be here. No, Thanks absolutely. For me. We are excited to connect with you again. <laughs> we'll definitely have to have you on as the On Purpose movement uh, grows. And actually, you know, we look into becoming a, a part of it. So, yeah. Carla, what's going on? How are you? Are you calling to speak to Ms. Jovian Zane? <laughs> I'm just calling to say that I have really enjoyed the show today, Miss Sylvian and Kevin, with um, the purpose driven. I'm sorry. Um, having purpose in your life and um, creating your own life. So, and I just want to say something real quick about um, reminding people not to always look to other people for their purpose because a lot of times people will look to others and trying to find their purpose and what it is but it's not about impressing or doing what someone else is wants you to do it's about being your own person mm-hmm. and, and walking in faith absolutely walking in that faith okay well thank you miss jackson i agree oops well thank you miss jackson for calling in we really appreciate your time and appreciate you as a listener Please uh, feel free to always tune in with us uh, on Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. with the Create Your Life series. Have a wonderful some- Sunday. You Thank you. Caller, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing amazing. Who are we speaking with today? Alicia from Cali. Alicia from California calling hey, all the way. Oh, well, what part of California? I got to ask. Vallejo. Vallejo. Oh, that's the hometown. That's my home team right there. What's up, home team? (laughs) Yes, indeed. I was just calling to thank you guys for, you know, your messages on Sundays. Oh, you are very, very welcome. And uh, Ms. Jovian Zane is here teaching us how to be on purpose. (laughs) Uh, Ms. Jovian, please speak to our caller. Well, how are you doing? Like, it sounds like things are going well in L.A. Are you being on purpose? Wait, you're not in L.A., but in Cali. Vallejo. In Vallejo, that's right, in Vallejo. Are you being on purpose out there in Cali? Yeah, we're doing good. 
Hey, that's always a good thing. Well, Miss Alicia, we are so happy and so thankful that you listen in and uh, tune in with us. So please, uh, please stay committed and we'll be here every Sunday from 530 to 630 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to serve you and make sure that you get the best to create the life that you want. Absolutely. So uh, thank you for calling in. Thank you. All righty. So Create Your Life Series fam, we are here. We have a couple more minutes. And so I want to do the recap with you. And I, so I was taking notes while Miss Zane was sitting here talking to us. And Aww, uh, thank you. Hey, you know, when 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 a phenomenal person is in a room with you, <laughs> you'd be a fool not to take notes, you know. So uh, the thing that I wanted to say, uh, some of the things that I took away from what she said is that, you know, she said she patterned the International Day of Purpose after other successful days. So that's oh, totally. observation, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and being able to commit to uh, your own excellence. And then I thought the other thing that you said was is that you built a team, a worldwide team. I don't know how long it took you, but uh, you built a worldwide team and you actually trusted them to help you execute your mission uh, of being on purpose today. I did. Yes. I can't do it alone. Like you can't be your best self by yourself. Mm -hmm. Again, so I think it's very critical. You've got people around you. Like I think back to where I was in February, there's literally no way I could have pulled off having an international day of purpose with over 10 million people involved by mm-hmm. myself. Like that's just not even, no way. And then you also, see, so you, you touched on mentors, the importance of mentors. And then you also talked about, you know, when you had your fist closed oh, and yes. then you were holding on to what was comfortable. But then when you decided to expand, you opened that hand up and the blessings just came pouring in and the opportunities and the possibilities that we said, you know, because those are unlimited. That's it. That's it. I love that. Wow. And I think one of the other most powerful things that you said today was about the company that you keep. And what what was it? The company (laughs) you keep keep determines the trouble you meet or the opportunities you seek or keep the joy you keep. I mean, you know, you can insert a lot of different words, but. The company is very, it's a determining factor in your outcomes. Absolutely. If you're and, around uh, bad people, you can't be surprised when things around you suck. Right. Like, this is keep it real. Absolutely. And you know what's funny is we had our, our, our first guest in the studio. His name was uh, Eric Fondren, CEO of Free ATMs. He said, iron sharpens iron. And if you're not sharpening, you're rusting. Woo! And I, was, on, like, somebody. I was like, what? <laughs> you're rusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're rusting. So, oh, man, that, that's phenomenal. That. I love that. That's real. So, yes, Ms. Zane, thank you for uh, for being here with us on the Create Your Life series. And Create Your Life series, family, as you know, you can always get in contact with us uh, on our Instagram page at CYL series. And we're here every Sunday, 530 to 630, to help you maximize your potential and results. 